greeting the cowherd up to foundation level the hard way. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the American Gelby Association, Imogene Ingredients and Pharmatan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources, Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV and Wrangler. It's kind of hard to imagine that October is officially here. It seems like the last few months have went awfully fast. They flew right? by. Let's be real. We say that every year, don't we? Yes. And here we are, and just like that, but we're moving into my favorite month of the year, October. Halloween. Halloween, selling calves, the changing of the seasons. The colors. I don't know why. I just always kind of liked it. Well, you got to admit, I know for me, at least, when you're gathering cattle, and especially out of those draws and all the beautiful colors, you can't just help but look around. Everything is beautiful in a different way. And it's changing every single day. We Mm -hmm. noticed that when we were just driving back. Actually, it was this morning when we were driving, and I said, look it over there. Look at how it's changing from yesterday. So I think that's kind of why I like this time of the year is because you can physically see so many things happening at so many times. And the other thing I think is, is that there's a whole different crispness to the air. A little bit of that chill that makes the air feel even fresher. Well, that's because it's getting colder out. <laughs> Let's just stay with the radio stuff mm. and not meteorology, shall we? Cow country news. You know, the cow stuff. Our leading news story, according to a recent USDA report, after 30-plus years of a positive trade balance, the United States will import more dollars worth of agricultural products than it will export. The imbalance looks to grow larger in 2024. The lowered export values are largely driven by lower exports of soybeans, soybean meal, and dairy products, according to the USDA. For fiscal year 2024, USDA predicts Beef exports are forecast to decline 600 million to 8.5 billion on lower volumes due to tight U.S. supplies. According to another USDA report, since 2000, U.S. imports of beef have represented about 11% of U.S. production and exports about 9%. U.S. beef trade is largely dependent on domestic production, and shocks to production can lead to a boost in import demand and a reduction in supplies available for export. Brett Kenzie, a Gregory, South Dakota cattle producer and backgrounder, and RCAF USA president said, mandatory country of origin labeling for beef is crucial as the cattle industry looks to keep its head above water in a cutthroat global marketing situation combined with global sustainability movement that threatens the livelihood of the American cattle producer. He believes that even with the improved prices of the current season, the future of the cattle industry is grim without major changes, including M. Cool. Changing gears, I have a positive story to share. A high school in a small Oklahoma town is doing its part to address the labor challenges in meat processing facilities. Hartshorn High School in Hartshorn, Oklahoma is now offering a special program that will certify students to work in the meat industry when they graduate. The school agriculture instructor, Jacob Edmonds, said it's something that he's always wanted to have for a program and it's kind of a dream deal. The program is housed in a newly built facility on the high school 
school's campus, one that includes grinders, slicers, vacuum sealers, and even temperature controls to lower the space to 45 degrees. The facility was constructed with federal grants aimed at growing the meat plant workforce in rural areas. Edmund stated that to his knowledge, it's the only such facility in all of Oklahoma. We noticed a surge in a lot of the animal science departments at many different universities that they're offering multiple different classes in meat processing. Yes, right. We've noticed that a lot. And obviously now in the high school, and we have seen even many times there's mobile units that different VOEG programs will share where maybe they don't have enough funds to have a program like this in Oklahoma, but they'll share that. It'll be part of their their FFA programs and their VOEG departments. So it's becoming more and more popular teaching the art of uh, meat processing and becoming more in demand. And to take it one step further, we've also noticed that schools are adding in their culinary skills for students how to actually cook meat properly. There's kind of an art to it, isn't it? Yes, there is. You're an expert, though, dear. (laughs) Thank you. Well, now she got up and walked out of the studio, but I was going to brag on her a little bit more. Yeah, there is kind of an art to cooking meat. I got to admit that sometimes I'm not the best at that, but I got to brag on Beck. I mean, when it comes to grabbing a steak and then the different cuts of steak, because there's so many from a flat iron to this, that, and the other, I tell you what, this gal has got it on lock. Am I not lucky there or what? Now she heard me say that. Now she's grinning. And in other news, uh, Select Sires has their 2023 Fall Beef Sire Directory. It is available online. Go to SelectSires.com. And then you can also subscribe to the Select Source. That is a quick and convenient source for everything Select Sires Beef. Be sure to check your inbox for new releases, industry news, and a lot more. Up next, building a foundation cowherd from scratch. The Ranch It Up Radio Show will be back. Keep it locked. Livestockmarket.com. We hear from them each and every week, highlighting various sales and lots. But have you taken the time to cruise the site, look around, and see what cattle are bringing? How about lower that sale expense and give Livestock Market a try? It's about the easiest way to market your stock, and it puts your product on a worldwide view. Livestockmarket.com. It's simple and it works. You're going through your calves, looking what worked and what didn't work. So as you're reviewing your program, you need to ask, is this a time to change? Is this a time to make additions or subtractions? Galvi and Balancer may just be the right fit for you. Galvi and Galvi-influenced females offer sustainability and maternal growth while the bulls can add those extra pounds at weaning. Find a breeder near you, galvi.org. Or check out Galvi on Facebook. Don't let nutrition be the missing piece. Nutrition is a key piece to the puzzle of cattle production. As forage quality diminishes, your cowherd's nutritional needs do not decrease. Westway's liquid feed provides protein, energy, vitamins, and minerals, and helps to increase digestibility of forages. This supports fetal programming for the calf in utero and cow body condition scores. Both directly contribute to your herd's performance and profitability. So don't let nutrition be the missing piece. Head to westwayfeed.com. Cattle Battle. The Ranch It Up radio show, the most information packed into a 30-minute program that you can find. It's your all-things ranching newscast. And so glad to be with you. Questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, rants. It doesn't matter. You can give us a call or you can text us 
707-726-2420. That is 707-RANCH20. Email us, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Prowling around social media at Ranch It Up Show. Now, everyone has a story of how they got into the cow business, and every darned one is interesting. It's always more than just granddad had these cows and dad had this breed, so I just kind of started. When you get the details, every single operation has a unique tale to tell. Well, today we talk with Brad Zimmerman from Dawson, North Dakota, owner of Zimmerman Manufacturing, co-owner of Morris Machine and Design, and owner and operator of the Zimmerman Ranch. The Zimmerman Ranch is not even 10 years old in the business of providing breeding bulls, and any of us can head to a genetic supplier of our choice, purchase foundation stock, and then hopefully we're off to the races. But the Zimmerman Ranch, they started the old-fashioned way, taking the best cows, breeding them to the best bulls, and slowly increasing the genetic intensity of their herd to the point of being able to supply Gelvy and Balancer breeding stock. Now, as you're going to hear, Brad Zimmerman is a pounds pay kind of a guy and is very proud of the fact that he built his herd where it is today from commercial cows crossed with purebred Gelvy bulls. That's how it started. Brad, thanks for sharing a bit of your program with us. Let's start from the beginning of how Gelvy genetics were injected into your herd. We've been running Gelvy sires since like 2003, probably is when we first bought our first ones. And I actually foundation a lot of my cows. I dated them back and started with my own herd basically and foundation them and got them registered. And that's basically how we got into the registered breed that way. I never, never went out and purchased any, you know, cows or anything like that from a herd. Just, just pretty much started with our base. So they got really crappy EPDs by foundation cows. You don't get nothing. So it's been a work in progress, but it's, it's been working good. So why did you decide to to go about that route of Um, slowly building up your genetics that way? I started buying uh, most of my purebred Gelby bulls from Wool Gelby, uh, John Wool and Bismarck there. And he kind of got me into the business. He was kind of a smaller herd and and did very well with his his herd. And and he just liked our cattle, how they mixed. And so he kind of got me started with that. And we just kind of went from there, I think, to... I think my first bull sale, I kept five bulls, and now I'm up to 30-some, I guess, that we usually sell every year. So. And was that an aspiration of yours, was to get into yeah, the seed stock business? Yeah, it has been. You know, I, you know, kind of kind of small acreage that we run, don't have uh, a lot of room to really expand too much, so it's just kind of something that intrigued me for a lot of my life, I guess. My dad uh, worked for ABS, the stud service, for a lot of years, and then 80s and 90s, I guess, and just always followed along with him. And it was a lot of fun to see seed stock stuff. And I guess I always, always had an inspiration to do it. And then I just just went for it. Kind of backtracking a little bit when you said you bought your, your first bulls. What did you say? 2003, was that right? 2004? Yeah, I'm guessing around 2003 on a, you know, on a commercial cows, we started using purebred Gelby bulls and, and they just really started fitting good and making balancers like that. And then when the balancer thing kind of really got hot, you know, and I'd say that 2012-ish, 2015 era there, we were able to foundation our cows and start like that. And I just like the, I like the balancer breed, I guess. It's been working very well for us. And Why did, uh, why did you decide to go with purebred Gelvy in the first place? 
a lot of longevity in the cows and the mothering ability. I really like the docile nature of them. And we're staying in North Dakota. You know how harsh the environments are, um, up and down, hot to cold. It's they just keep doing their job and 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 maintaining and breeding back every year and making a little profit. You see the Gelvy cattle in, in Canada, you know, you said in the Dakotas, a lot of Gelvy cattle in the Dakotas, kind of through the central part of cow country, honestly. You yeah, go from North yeah. Dakota down to Texas and in the surrounding states, a lot of Gelvy cattle in Missouri. But then you get in the southeast and you see a lot of Gelvy cattle and, and Gelvy-influenced cattle in that part of the country as well. You do. I think an all-around adaptable animal. And uh, kind of where's your focus or or what are you what are you trying to drive? Is it you're you're trying to inject a a lot of carcass into these cattle? Is it that you're focusing on on heterosis? Because I, I'm assuming the majority of your customers are commercial uh, cattlemen where they need to be. So what has been kind of kind of your focus of what you're trying to breed up to in your bull power? I've always been a pounds pay guy. Um, I have a lot of performance in the cattle. Um, I like it with moderate to high birth weights, but yet they come out just shaped right and they perform. I mean, in the feedlot and then the females, they mature early. Their mature yearling weights don't get outrageous. They're just a nice brood cow, but they mature so early that they get up and grow. If you're still selling feeder heifers too, they, they're going to perform just as well in the feedlot. The replacements are just top-notch females, I guess. And I found something interesting. I wrote it down. You said pounds pay. And at the beginning of our conversation, you had mentioned, you said, well, I don't have a lot of acreage. I don't have a lot of land. So that tells me you're trying to maximize the uh, the most production per acre that you have. And uh, in this market environment, we all know what it's doing. I mean, it's ringing bells. I- I've said it yeah. several months in a row now where if it has four legs and goes moo, you're making money on the darn thing. Or hopefully yeah. that you're making money on the darn thing. You should be. You yeah. should be, right. But, I mean, it really comes down to – especially now, whatever phrase you want to use, strike while the iron is hot, you know, make hay while the sun's out, you know, no matter what you want to use. But it comes down to, Brad, I mean, pounds pay. I mean, literally pounds pay. But it also has to be quality pounds pay. I think that yeah. needs to be added into that phrase there too, don't you think? That's that's the big one. Um, profitable, like you said. These cattle, they don't overtake feed intake to to put pounds on. That's what I like. They're gaining everything you feed to them. They're you're not losing anything off of them. They just they just adapt to the environment and and take off whether they're in the feedlot or uh, in the seed stock they just seem to work from this environment i guess and i know that you aren't selling 300 bulls or something like that but my compliments to you for be able to breed up your herd and get to the point where you can get a foundation herd and you can get your your uh, statistics on those cows and you've got your genetics and you've got data i think that's extremely important to create those benchmarks because how do we know where we're going if we don't know where we've been right i mean i think that's a key point so are you working with some of your commercial bull buyers to try to help them market their calves or to give them some other options or you know to try to create that link with them we talk about that so much of establishing those alliances and those relationships and for for people to work together so is, is that something that that you're doing or that you're maybe trying to incorporate into your yes. program? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, I'm not a feedlot owner or anything where I can't just go and buy them back and feed them out. But yeah, we, 
we run through options and people that I know and get the word out there that the people that buy my commercial cattle, I let them know a lot of my bull customers and when they're selling and, and how they're selling or if we can get get them in the same feedlots, you know, to they see how they perform and they, they want more genetics like that. And I like being a small producer and i do keep track of all my customers and i've had i've had a lot of repeat buyers ever since i first started it in 2015 which is which is really nice you know we got a big foundation of repeat buyers and then we usually gain a few every year and it's it's just been a been a fun trip i guess is what i should say i should enjoy life and it's it's fun to work with good people at the same time and that's the key right there if you're having fun you're working with good people and you mentioned your dad and that was kind of how you got an interest in the seed stock side. You got to see a lot of operations, meet a lot of people. And when your dad was selling semen, and I bet if you compare of how things were done in the eighties and nineties to how they're done now, I tell you what, I mean, that customer service is huge. It's not just, Hey, sell a bull and, and you go and deliver a bull and you visit and have a cup of coffee and you hope he's good. And then you talk to somebody next year. I mean, it is a 365 deal. I mean, customer service is extremely important these days and almost acting as, uh, I say that word consultant, but I still come back to that about building that bridge between the seed stock genetic supplier and the commercial producer that there, there needs to be, you know, a lot of communication there. Uh, nowadays, I tell you what, that's, and, and I say for myself, that's expected when we're, when we're out purchasing bulls or, or females or whatever the case is, I'm expecting a fair amount of assistance and customer Absolutely. service. And that's why I'm coming to somebody is, I think that they may help me give me a leg up of, you know, marketing to these calves when it comes to this time of year. Fun to network with your, with your customers and keep track of them, not just expect or hope that they show up the next year, you know, see what they're gaining or what they're not gaining. See my genetics go to work in another herd and, and improve their herd. So this is your opportunity to give yourself a free plug. Tell us when the sale is in 2024, where we can go, where we can view bulls or look at videos or eventually see the sale book. How do we gain all that information? We will be on DV auctioning in this year. The the sale's on January 20th, 2024 this year, Saturday um, in Steel at uh, Pfeiffer's Auction Center. And available for viewing, and yeah, like I said, we'll be on DV auction. Brad, you said your sale is January 20th, 2024, bid and buy online at DV auction. Follow along on Facebook at Zimmerman Ranch. And before we say fare thee well, any closing comments? I look through a lot of wholesale catalogs, and you look at the dam side, and, and they don't match the prefects of the person selling them. Anywhere from 95 to 100% in my bull sale every year are out of, a, you know, a Zim cow, which is, I, that's what I take pride in, I guess, is our, our cow herd. Brad Zimmerman with the Zimmerman Ranch, a story of success. He saw Galvey cattle. He liked Galvey cattle and then set a goal of starting to market Galvey and balancer influenced cattle in the bull business. Congratulations, Brad. Pretty neat story there. Hey, we've got Kirk Donsbach on hold as we speak. We're talking markets and the recap and the numbers. The Ranch It Up radio show and more is up when we come back. Are you looking to liven up your event in 2024? Change the pace, make it stand out. 
Let us Tigger and Beck, agriculture advocates, outdoorsmen, and all-around fun couple be the addition to hook the attention. I see what you did there. Now, we will leave you laughing and having a positive outlook on the future. From being the keynote speakers to MC to masters of ceremony, let us Tigger and Beck make your event unforgettable. Y'all know where to find us. We keep bringing you more and more information about Pharmatan, and for very good reason, it just works. Now, with calves getting ready to head to the sale barn, producers are culling cows and getting ready for next year. So start feeding Pharmatan now to the cow herd and knock scours out for next year. And here's the best part. It's super easy to incorporate into your existing rations. It can be fed in tubs, a TMR, loose mineral, liquid portions, doesn't matter. They work with all major feed manufacturers. It's PharmatanUSA.com and follow along on Facebook. Fall production sales are fixing to rev up, and with the prices of calves, which are excellent, and the prices of the weigh-ups, which are excellent, it may be a time to take those older bulls to town, weigh them up, and apply those dollars to fresh genetics. Allied Genetic Resources is your source for bulls and females that can take your program to the next level. Check out the fall sales at AlliedGeneticResources.com and follow along on Facebook. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up Radio Show. It is that time in the program. We check in with Kirk Donsbach, StoneX Financial Incorporated, for a recap of last week, what the markets did. And by the way, for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, welcome aboard. Thanks for choosing the Ranch It Up Radio Show to get your information from. You can subscribe to Kirk's free newsletter by texting the word cattle, C A T T L E 2. 33777. Just go into your phone, hit 33777, text the word cattle, and you will start subscribing to Kirk's free newsletter where he goes into so much more detail. That is the best step to start the process. Step when, uh, one, excuse me, I should say, in terms of a marketing plan if you want to go down that route. So, Kirk, with that being said, let's recap last week numbers. What did they do and how did they do it? As of Friday, September 29th, October feeders closed at 252 32 and a half. That's down $6.87 and a half cents on the week. All our listeners will remember we had some uh, concerns with the government debt and the government shutting down. The CME feeder index closed the week at 252.11. That's down $1.11 on the week and moved our basis versus October futures to a normalized level of negative 36 and a half cents. October live cattle closed the week at 184, 17 and a half. That's down 280 on the week with cash trading 183 to 184 in the south and 184 in the north. The five area weighted average was down 95 cents at 183.59, leaving our basis or the difference between futures and cash at a negative 61 cents. Still negative, but not by very much. Weekly slaughter came in at a low 612,000. That's 13,000 head less than last week and 55,000 had less than the same week last year. Choice boxes traded $3.78. That's down $2.55 on the week. Boxes did fall below the, the psychological $3 level, but we're able to claw back and close above that by Friday's close. To wrap this up, December corn closed the week at $4.76. That's down one and three quarters of a cent on the week. Corn was able to rally to the 490 level before selling off Friday, leaving 
the market very much still in a consolidation pattern as we work through harvest. Have you heard of Casual Cattle Conversations, the podcast? You need to check it out, hosted by Shay Keister. Hey, hey, it's Shay, and I'm the host of the Casual Cattle Conversations podcast. As beef producers, we are always working to increase our margins while providing the best care for our herd. Focusing on herd health is an important component to include in your business strategy. On my latest episode, Dr. Mark Alley from Zoetis shares practical advice to help ranchers understand the ROI of deworming and how to control parasites with both management practices and products. Here's a taste of what was shared. As I mentioned that parasites, uh, they are nutrient robbers. They do a, a very nice job of making sure that they get, um, whether it's protein or energy from that cow to be able to survive and maintain themselves. We have to remember that 90% of the pasture, uh, 90% of the parasites are actually on the pasture and only about 10% of it are in the animals. So when we get ready to think about parasite control programs, not only do we need to look at uh, product specifically, but we also need to look at what we're doing from our pasture management uh, program because uh, that's where most of the parasites are going to be, and we have to take that into account uh, when we develop our, our entire program. The moral of the story is those small pesky parasites are robbing your animals of nutrients, which impacts their performance and impacts your profit. Listen to the full episode for the full scoop on parasite control in cattle herds by searching for Casual Cattle Conversations on your favorite podcast app. Happy ranching, folks. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we say fare thee well, we want to give a big old tip of the hat to all of those grain cart drivers. Oh, they got to keep up <laughs> with the harvesters and they're usually somebody's yelling at them, wave them, hurry up, turn over there. You know, it's again, one of those jobs that someone's got to do it. And thank goodness you do. And you got to keep the right speed going and all of that. You think it's the easy job. No, no, no. The grain cart operator, they got the tough one. And now that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Brad Zimmerman with the Zimmerman Ranch, Kirk Donsbach with StoneX Financial Incorporated, Shay Keister with Casual Cattle Conversations, and you, the boss lady, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you to our partners, the American Galve Association, Imogene Ingredients, Farm at Tan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources, Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email is ranchitupshow at gmail.com. You can call and you can text us 24-7 at 707-726-2420. That's 707-RANCH20. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger Approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.